There we go. Right, are we on? Are we on? Yes, we are on. Okay, we are on. Uh, hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. Oh, by the way, uh, can I just say, I had a look at, I, I looked at something, right? So, you know how my podcast is normally on um, Spotify Music, Google Podcast, and Apple Podcast. Well, it don't seem weirdly, it don't seem to be on Apple Podcasts. It was. I'm gonna have a look again. Let me have a look. Apple Podcasts. Let's have a look. I mean, I don't know why. Why would Apple take it off? Um, let's have a look. Oh no, that's the wrong app. There we go. So when I go into Apple Podcasts, search Steve's Weekly Podcast, nothing comes up. My yeah, my my podcasts are nowhere to be seen on Apple Podcasts. I mean, no. Apparently, there's a weekly darts cast. Yeah, I mean, that's not me, by the way. I don't do darts casts, you know. 180! You know, and stuff like that. Um, it is still on Spotify. You know what? I'm just going to do a quick, like, housekeeping check, if you will. Steve's Weekly Podcast. Yep, the podcast is still up on Spotify. If I go on to Go... Wait. Does Apple? I mean, I'm just curious. I'm. I'm. You know what? I'm gonna search it on the Apple App Store. I mean, because I know that obviously, you know, I know that we have our. Oh, hold on. Maybe we do. There is such thing as Google Podcasts. Okay. You know what? I'm gonna install Google Podcasts. I know I've got Apple Podcasts, but you know, let's let's install Google Podcasts. Um. I mean, oh, there is another one as well. Oh, tune in. Apparently, well, I don't know if I don't know if I'm my podcasts come through on tune in or not. I don't know. Um, I'm just gonna sign in, and then I'm literally just gonna search Steve's weekly podcast. See if it comes up. And I can't spell weekly for some weird reason. There we go. Yep, the podcast still comes up. Um, and, uh, St- yeah, Steve's weekly podcast. It's right there. So why has it gone from Apple? That's what I don't understand. You see, the funny thing is, is last week I was bigging Apple up in a podcast. I was talking about the, I was talking about the iMac. Was that it, yo? Am I not allowed to talk about product you know, placements, you know, okay, so, I have a, I have a Google uh, Chromebook, (laughs) Um, and it's a, it's a very good device, you know, it's brilliant, I love it, Uh, very um, compact, you know, you can take it around everywhere you want, um and you know you can go on Spotify you can use um Skype uh you can obviously it's got Google Chrome uh installed on it uh it's very fast it's a very quick laptop i kid you not as soon as you sign in uh to your 
um, computer, it literally comes up with Google Chrome. So there we go. Now, if, right, by next week's podcast, Google Podcasts decides to take down my podcasts as well, then I certainly know not to talk about products in my podcasts because, yeah, oh, I better move my camera. I, I, no, I just had a bit, so I just had my camera right at the edge of my bed. It looked like it was about to fall and then land in my cup of mocha that I've got on the floor. So, there we go. That's a heart attack over. Um, but no, going back to what I was just saying though, uh, you know, if if uh, by next week Google Podcasts take down my podcasts from their podcast platform, then I certainly know not to talk about products from Apple and Google. And then, when I then start advertising Spotify, this is when Spotify Music decides to take down my podcasts as well. So... At this point, guys, I'll have nothing to talk about. I'll be like, hello, welcome to the podcast. I'm Steve. Bye bye. (laughs) That's literally how every podcast will go from now on. Uh, By the way, welcome to episode 33 of the podcast. Yes, 33 episodes of this podcast. And we're still going strong. I'm still doing it. I'm still doing it on a weekly basis, which is brilliant. Uh, So there is a lot for me to talk about this week. I have got last night in Soho. No, I didn't go to Soho in London. Um, But there's a movie coming out called Last Night in Soho. Uh, So I want to talk briefly about that because the trailer for that came out this week. Uh, I also want to talk about uh, The Eternals as well because a trailer for The Eternals came out this week. I'm going to talk a little bit about that. Remember the YouTuber that I was talking about last week uh, in last week's podcast? Her name's Sophie Doddsworth. Um, I thought I'd give her another mention in this week's podcast. Um, You know, I actually sat down. I'm not even joking. So you know how last week I was berating how minted she might be and all of that, right? Well, no hate, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, she... She seems like a really lovely, uh, lovely girl. I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, she actually, actually, I've got some stories to tell you about her from this week. Um, I haven't messaged her, by the way. Just thought I'd throw that out there. But I have got some bits to tell you, though, um, which would be nice. Um, so, obviously, I have got that to tell you. Um, I've, you know what? I've been binge-watching her YouTube channel. You know, I've actually been binge-watching her YouTube channel. Um, so there we go. Yeah, been binge-watching it. Uh, what else have I got coming up in this? Oh, and you know what? We're going to talk about Cummings. We're going to talk about Dominic Cummings, the former aide of the incompetent Prime Minister Boris Johnson. Um, yeah, uh, we are going to be talking about that because... Today, at the time recording this podcast, it is Thursday the 27th of May, 2021. And uh, yesterday, uh, Dominic Cummings was giving evidence at a committee 
Um, and obviously he was talking about the government's handling of the UK government's handling of the pandemic. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about that as well in this week's podcast. Um, you know what? I've also got a movie review coming up for the Netflix original movie Oxygen as well, which I actually watched last night and it was a very interesting movie. So, uh, we are going to start off, uh, this week's podcast by talking about last night in Soho, I think. Should we start with that? Yeah, I think we should. Um, so, Last Night in Soho is a movie, it's a horror, uh, it's directed by Edgar Wright, uh, later this year in, uh, Steve's weekly podcast, I will do a movie review, uh, for this movie, because it, I'm, I'm not even joking, so the trailer got released earlier this week, I believe either on Monday or Tuesday this week, the trailer got released, and... Uh, for, for some weird reason, I thought this movie was coming to Netflix. I don't know why. Um, but I just thought it was coming to Netflix. I mean, it's not. It's actually coming to cinemas. Um, and it's going to be in US cinemas, I believe, on the 22nd of October. Um, and it's going to be coming to UK cinemas on the 29th of October. Um, so yeah, that's when that movie is going to be coming out. And what was I going to say? The the trailer the trailer looks phenomenal. Um, you've got uh, Anya Taylor uh, singing a very chilling and haunted version of the song Downtown. Honestly, you know what? I really can't wait for the soundtrack to that movie to come out because you know when obviously you get like the movie and then alongside the movie you get like the soundtrack from that movie i really know what if anya taylor um if anya taylor's version of uh downtown is on that soundtrack i'm gonna be listening to that until it's until it's death you know um I mean, honestly, because it, it's so good. It's so chilling, but yet so good. Um, honestly, the movie also the movie also stars Matt Smith as well from Doctor Who, um, which has given me more reason to go and see it. You know, I have seen Matt Smith in a couple of movies since he's left Doctor Who, and you know what? He isn't a bad actor. He really is... I mean, honestly, he played the Doctor in Doctor Who really well. Um, yeah, and I, I, from time to time, he did bring a bit of a dark edge to the Doctor. Um, he really did, especially more specifically roundabout series... Well, g- going towards series six and series... Seven, yeah, series seven. I would also say, yeah, definitely series seven of uh, Doctor Who. Yeah, he definitely brought a darker edge to the Doctor. Um, in like sort of, I'm gonna say around about the second half of series six and most of series seven. So you know, I think he would fit well in this horror movie. 
but if you don't know who Edgar Wright is, he's a guy that directed the Cornetto trilogy. Um, and when I talk about the Cornetto trilogy, I'm talking Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and The World's End. Um, so, yeah. Uh, the reason why they're called the Cornetto trilogy is because they've got a Cornetto, an ice, uh, yeah, a Cornetto ice cream features in all three of those movies. Um, so, yeah. So there we go. If you didn't know that, but there we are. Uh, so yeah, so uh, the trailer looked absolutely brilliant. A lot of people are giving Edgar Wright praise um, for the the trailer. Uh, even a lot of directors, James Gunn, who directs uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and the Suicide Squad and stuff like that, even he's given Edgar Wright some praise um, on the on the on the movie trailer so and a lot of people are already hailing this movie uh to be the best movie in 2021 so i mean it's got it's got me hyped uh it already has me hyped i can't wait to see it it looks horrifying but at the same time it looks brilliant you know I kind of have a feeling it's got like a musical taste like it's kind of like horror meets musical or theater you know um it it does look good it really does so i cannot wait to go and see that like i say the movie comes out in the us on the 22nd of october uh, and it comes to uk cinemas uh on the 29th of october um so that's now two movies. I know I'm thinking way far in advance here. That's two movies now I'm looking forward to seeing in October so far at the cinema. Halloween Kills and Last Night in Soho. Um, so yeah, those are the two movies I'm looking forward to seeing. Really can't wait for it. Um, so there we go. Um, I reckon, I, I, I've got a prediction here that we're going to be seeing the trailer for Halloween Kills within the next month or two. De I definitely think by July we'll definitely have a trailer for Halloween Kills. They've got to release a... I mean, they've released a teaser trailer, but they've not actually released a full trailer for that movie. So I reckon either within the next month or July... I reckon they'll they'll be releasing a trailer for that movie. I think, um, and I think again, it's gonna it's probably gonna blow my expectations. Um, I mean, the movie's already been hyped up by some of the cast members, um, saying that it's like ten times more bloody than the uh, first Halloween movie that came out in 2018. So. I've got high expectations for this movie. I really do. Um, and I can't wait for Blumhouse to completely blow me away. Um, so there we go. Uh, by the way, talking of Blumhouse, they're doing a Stephen King remake of the movie Firestarter. They started production uh, on that this week. And it stars Zac Efron. Um, so they did... You know what? They, they announced the news that they'd gone into production in the most 
significant way. So they had a shot of someone being filmed on a camera literally set on fire. Uh, like literally, they were walking around on fire. Um, so there we go. Obviously, they were, by the way, they were wearing protective clothing, obviously, you know, like, what is it? Is it like fire safety clothing or something that you, you wear when, you know, when you're literally being set on fire? So it doesn't burn your skin, basically. Um, yeah. So, no, they didn't just think, oh, well, um, you're just a waste of space, so let's set you on fire and kill you off. You know, I mean, that'd just be, that'd be wrong. Um, there we go. Uh, so yeah, anyway, um, so yeah, so that's, that's that one, that's, that, that looks good. Uh, The Eternals, that's another movie trailer that I wanted to talk about, actually. So, The Eternals is coming out in November in cinemas. Uh, what was my thoughts on this movie? I think I might give this movie a watch. I mean, the tra- the trailer looked good, the poster looked amazing i absolutely loved the look of the poster as well the movie poster um and yeah i mean obviously there was one scene in particular that really got me excited and interested so there's a scene where they're there talking about the avengers uh talking about tony stark and steve rogers aka iron man and captain america respectively Uh, no longer being part of the Avengers. So who should take over the Avengers? And they had a little bit of a joke around it. Um, And I think that's quite good because is is Marvel doing a subtle hint here that they're going to be doing some sort of Avengers remake or or a reform of the Avengers or something? I just don't know. You know, I mean, they're just dropping these big, big hints, in my opinion, that they're doing some sort of an Avengers-type thing. Um, so, I mean, it, it it's a good thing, I guess, you know? I mean, it is a good thing that they're doing that. Um, and, yeah, I think, I think it'll be good. I really do think it'll be good if they did do some sort of an Avengers movie. Um, it could just be a Young Avengers. It, I mean, they. I think they're teasing Young Avengers, and I think they're teasing Dark Avengers. I think one of the two franchises, maybe, um, or superhero team-ups, could eventually be happening. Um, so we'll just have to wait and see. But I mean, the Eternals trailer did look good. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, yeah, it did look good. And I definitely do think that we'll see. Um, I think I think I'll definitely go and see it. I mean, it comes out November fifth, which is two days after my birthday. So you know, I'm definitely going to be uh, going to see that movie. And of course, there will be a movie review uh, for that movie uh, a little bit later on uh, this year. Uh, so yeah, expect that towards the end of 2021. Um, so, oh, by the way, can I just say that, um, obviously at the time recording this podcast, um, after I've finished wrapping up this podcast, I am going to be heading off, uh, to see my best friend Kyra for the day. Uh, so obviously I think I did say in last week's podcast that, um, that in next week's podcast, I will talk about it. Well, of course this is that podcast, 
well obviously I've not met up with her yet so I can't really talk about it however I will talk about it in next week's podcast and who knows I might end up having two Kyra meetup stories to tell you about by the time we get to next week's podcast who knows we'll have to wait and see but um yeah there'll definitely be one for me to talk about in next week's podcast for sure uh so there we go just thought I'd throw that out there uh just thought I'd let you guys know um I'm gonna talk about the movie um review for Oxygen uh because it's a Netflix original movie now this movie has been out on Netflix for a little while I believe it's been out for a good couple of weeks and it's a movie that uh, I've only literally just got round to seeing. Um, I really have literally just got round to seeing this movie. And I must say that it was quite an interesting movie. Now, this movie is actually a, a French movie. Uh, obviously, the movie was done in France. And obviously, it was um, intended uh, to be released on Netflix in France but obviously because Netflix is a global thing and obviously they do like to make you know these different foreign movies available in other countries so for example if you've got a movie that's made for Netflix in France chances are you're going to see it in the UK if you've got a movie or a, or a TV series made for for Netflix in Germany or Spain chances are you're going to see that TV series or movie in the UK or in other countries. So obviously what they do is they do uh, dub it so it's made for like English viewers. You know what the very interesting thing is? Is it was very hard because the thing is this is what I don't like, right? So you're sat there and you look at this movie on Netflix and you think, oh, great, okay, great. This movie looks fantastic. I'm going to sit down and watch this movie, right? You then find out that this movie is in German, right? It's in German or something like that. And then, obviously, because you're watching this in the UK, for example, you're then getting the English dubbed version right so all the actors are talking english right but obviously what they do is they bring in english voice actors to um obviously voice the dialogue that the actors in the movie are saying in german or in french or in spanish or whatever right now the thing that really puts me off is okay I understand the movie because it's in English, right? But the annoying thing is, is the visual side of things. When you see that specific actor on screen talking, but they're not talking English, they're talking in their own language, and obviously their lips are moving at, a, you know, at different paces to what's being said in English and obviously because you know you know that the movie isn't English it just puts me off it really I don't know why it's just that little thing that really puts me off a foreign movie dubbed in English it's just seeing that actor and obviously their lip it, their lips are not in sync with what the what the voice actor is saying obviously because they're talking in their own language 
whether it's German or, or French or, or Spanish or whatever. You know, that's the only thing that really puts me off on a, on a foreign movie on uh, Netflix. Now, the thing is, the reason why I say that is when I watched Oxygen last night in bed, I literally did not notice that that much. I literally didn't notice it, um, which was quite a good thing, really. It was a good thing. Um, so, and obviously, I could understand the storyline. It was about this main character, Liz. It was near on, in some places, a one-hander movie. It was about this woman who was in this sort of... I'm going to say box, but it's not really a box. Um, but it was in some sort of really high-tech thing... Um, and she was running out of oxygen, um, you know, and we get, like, halfway through the movie, and she's on, like, 15% oxygen, um, you know, and basically, I'm gonna say what the plot is in, in a nutshell. So, the plot of the movie is basically about this woman who needs to remember who she is before she runs out of oxygen. That's basically the movie in a nutshell um and yeah i know what i thought it was a really good movie i definitely do think it was the acting in it was absolutely great um and you know i think it was from time to time quite a touching movie it really was uh, a touching and heartfelt movie as well um yeah so i think it was brilliant uh, I really do think it was brilliant. Um, and, yeah, for sure. Uh, for sure. So, <laughs> there we go. Um, now, what would I give this a rating out of? I would probably say that I would give this a rating probably an 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10. I think it was a good movie. Um, I really do. Um, and I definitely would recommend it to other people as well. As long as they don't mind the whole English dubbed. Um, so, uh, the, yeah, yeah, the English dubbed audio. So, yeah. I, I, think, I, think, it, I think it was good. I really do think it was good. Um, so there we go. Now, there is another movie that I'm planning to watch, actually, called Thunder Force, which, again, has been out for about a month or maybe even two months. So I think I'm going to give that movie a watch over the next uh, week or so. Um, and, obviously, from there, I will give it a movie review uh, in next week's podcast, I think. Um, so, yeah, I think I, think I will. Um so there we go. Um, what was I going to say? Actually, I can't remember. I think I think that was it. That was it. That was it on that matter. Um, oh hello, I've got a new follower. Oh okay, I've got well, I've got a new follower, and I have also got three people liking my post. Well, one of them. What, what's this post from? Okay, well, someone someone liked my post from the third of April, twenty seventeen. Which was R.I.P. Doge, the Shiba Inu who inspired popular internet memes, died in Japan, age 16. 
Um, so, yeah. But there we go. Um, good old Doge. Gotta love Doge. Um, so, <laughs> Doge the meme. So, uh, what else do I have to talk about in this week? Oh, Sophie Doddsworth. Yes. Should we talk about... You know what? Should I invite Sophie Doddsworth onto my podcast? I feel as though I should. Because she has got so many stories. You know, I could literally do a three-hour podcast with Sophie. Right? I, li- I mean, because the good thing about technology right and the app that i use to do my podcast is i can actually invite people to record a podcast with me so if she has the podcast creating app that i have and we co-join together and do a podcast there we go you know we're sorted we are and, and 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 don't forget she also has an iPad as well. I do know that, but I do know this because obviously I watched her YouTube channel. Um, yeah. So, in last week's podcast, I feel as though I feel as though I berated Sophie a little bit. I don't know. I just feel as though I did for saying that she is she minted. I I really don't know. Did I berate her? I'm not too sure. I just felt... Well, I, I, okay, I was more a li- just a little bit jealous, I think, over the fact she met Elizabeth Olsen and Taylor Swift, which I'm still yet to watch that video about how she met Taylor Swift. I've, I've watched the video of how she met Elizabeth Olsen. She's met her more than once, I believe. So, yeah. Uh, I think the first time was at a... German Comic Con uh, a couple of years ago obviously before Covid um, but yeah anyway but I've been watching her YouTube videos I watched her green iMac unboxing and her discuss about the iMac I watched her M1 iPad Pro unboxing I didn't watch her Apple Air t- I, I don't know I'm not interested in Air Tags I really am not like as if I am going honestly hold on oh hello hang on hang on a second Odeon Cinemas is this the Odeon Cinemas oh please tell me it is the o oh it is how am I not following them on Instagram I'm gonna change that how am I not following Odeon Cinemas on Instagram? Well, there we go. I've changed it. There we are. I'm now following them on Instagram. They've just liked my post on Instagram. So, this weekend, on Saturday, I'm going to see Cruella. And I'm going to, going to see The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. Right? At the cinema. I'm going for a double bill this weekend, guys. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm getting back to back to my normal cinematic habits where I go and see as many films in a day as I possibly can. Um, so, yeah. So, this weekend, I'm going to see The Conjuring and Cruella. 
I did a post a couple of days ago revealing that I'm going back to Odeon this weekend uh, on Instagram. And obviously I posted the, the screenshots of the movies that I was going to see. Um, and yeah, and basically, basically, um, Odeon Cinemas have just liked my post. How nice. So there we go. Uh, going back to Sophie Dodsworth though. I want to see. Anything happens. Anything happens when I'm recording my podcast. It really does. Um, so go back to Sophie Dodsworth. So I liked. Uh, so I watched her. I watched her iMac video, right? Which I found completely interesting. Um, and again. There was no negative news about the iMac. A lot of people are a lot of people are complaining about the design of the iMac because of the chin below the screen. They don't like the chin. But the thing is is Apple have had to make the chin on the iMac to store all the components to make the iMac work like the chip, the fans, the motherboard, all of that is all housed under the screen, right? In the, in as they call it, the chin, right? Um, now, obviously, again, a lot of people are complaining about the white bezels that's around the screen. In my honest opinion, because I've got white walls in my room where my where my iMac will be going in a, in the next couple of months. For me, that's really not going to bother me. If anything, I think it's going to stand out with my white walls. Um, you know, I think if I had different coloured walls, it might be a bit of an issue. I'd probably be like, well, okay, this might be a bit of an issue. But because my walls are white and it's white bezels, it's not really an, an issue in all honesty. Um, but yeah, so... Obviously, I watched her iMac video. Um, I watched her M1 iPad Pro video as well. Uh, I thought that was good. You know what I like about it as well is when she does her unboxings, she does an ASMR unboxing where you're literally just... You just hear her just unboxing it. Nothing else. Just her unboxing what she's got i like it you know i don't think it'll it'll make me fall asleep though you know because some asmrs do make you fall asleep but i liked it i really did like that uh and then i watched whatever oh i also watched her apple products she literally listed off all of her Apple products that she owns. Apple Watch, Apple Pencil, uh, iPad, iMac, iPhone. Oh, you name it, she has it. Um, she is an, a, a, literally a proper Apple geek. Um, so, yeah. Uh, what else was there? There was, oh, and then I watched the video on Elizabeth Olsen and how she met Elizabeth Olsen. Um, yeah, I watched that video. 
So I've watched quite a few of her videos this week on her YouTube channel. Please give her a subscribe, by the way, on YouTube. Her name's Sophie Doddsworth, okay? Um, she does very... I mean, normally she uploads a video every Sunday. I think, actually, she uploaded a video yesterday or the day before. Now, the thing is, I haven't been on YouTube lately. I really haven't. I've not uploaded... Um, I've not uploaded a video in, well, since Monday. And, you know, normally I upload on a Wednesday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. So, I've not uploaded a, mon uh, a video since Monday. Second of all, my best friend Kyra had a YouTube video that went out on Tuesday. I didn't watch that until last night. And I said to her on Monday when she made the video, I said, oh yeah, I'll give it a watch on uh, Tuesday before I start work because it came out at midnight on Tuesday morning. So I said to her, yeah, before I start work, I'll give it a watch. I never did. I forgot about it. Until yesterday when I streamed with her on Twitch, she asked me live on Twitch, she said, Oh yeah, did you watch my YouTube video? And I went, no, I didn't. And even though I, yeah, and I said to her, it's not like me to forget that you've got a YouTube video coming out. And then on top of that, what else did I say to her? I said, well, yeah, and I still didn't watch her YouTube video up until she mentioned it to me last night. But then, then again, after I streamed on Twitch yesterday, I got really busy because I was really busy with doing some shopping uh, with my mum. And then after that, I was then doing a lot of tweets on Twitter about the government and how they're, how I'm holding them to account for everything that they've done. And I'm going to talk more in depth about that very shortly. Um, and... Obviously, after that, I then had a Skype video call last night with my friend Kieran on Skype. So, again, didn't have time to watch her YouTube video until late in the evening before she went to bed. And then I watched her YouTube video. Uh, her YouTube video this week, by the way, is um, her Primark haul. Uh, so, she went to Primark on Monday, got some brand new clothes, and she tried them on. Um, and she showed her viewers what um, clothes she got. So if you are a fashion expert or if you are the fashion police or if you're somebody that's into fashion, uh, please feel free to give it a watch on her YouTube channel, Blue Butterfly. That's capital B for blue and capital B for butterfly. All one word as well. Um, okay. And feel free to give her a subscribe on YouTube as well. Um, so, yeah. Um, but going back to Sophie Dodsworth. Oh, actually, speaking of Sophie Dodsworth, here she is. She's on my she's on my phone right now. Not, not, I'm not on the phone to her, no. Um, but, uh, no, I mean, there's a video that's just come up under my YouTube timeline, uh, which is what's on my iPhone 12 Pro Max 2021. Um, so, yeah, there we go. Um, no, actually, I was going to go on, um, let me go on my notifications, hang on. She, um, because I, was it this one? No, it's not that one. Uh, oh, here it is. 
Oh, and she also hearted my comment on YouTube as well. So I left a comment on her iMac 24 inch 2021 green unboxing video. I said this, hello Sophie, I'm new around here, as in new to her channel. And I must say that I really enjoyed this unboxing video and have given your channel and social media platforms a follow. I'm looking at getting the blue M1 iMac in July and will hopefully be doing an unboxing video myself in August for this device. I am absolutely, in capitals, HUGE on tech. I love all things technology, but blue is definitely my favourite colour iMac. She then commented back. Are you ready for this? Hi Steve. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. The blue iMac does look really, really nice. I'm excited for you to get it in July. There we go. That's her comment. Um, I thought that was very nice. I really did. Um, I thought it was nice. And I have also this week on Twitter, because I followed her on Twitter. Has she done, has she tweeted to me twice or once? Um... No, yeah, no, she only tweeted to me once. So, I did a tweet on Twitter this week, at my name is Steve-O, the O being a zero, by the way, if you want to give me a follow. And I said, starting my day watching at Sophie Dodsworth on at YouTube, unboxing the green, uh, the green iMac 24-inch M1 device while eating a bar of Galaxy chocolate in bed. So, looking forward to getting my blue iMac later in the year. And I posted a photo of me well of my ipad with sophie dodsworth on my ipad she liked that tweet <clears throat> excuse me she liked that tweet and retweeted it which was nice i then did another uh youtube uh, another tweet on twitter uh which said please give at sophie dodsworth a subscribe on hashtag youtube she's a zeppelin marvel and apple fan in brackets like me and I absolutely in capitals love her videos so much with three heart-eyed emojis I'm actually binging this channel right now with a smiley face emoji she then uh, commented back saying thank you Steve I then replied back saying you're very welcome Sophie you're very quickly becoming my favorite youtuber and I'm happy to support your channel where I can you really do have some great and fantastic content. I think Sundays are going to be a lot better for me with a smiley face emoji at the end. So, yeah, I thought that was very nice of her to, you know. Um, now, I think she has done a YouTube video uh, in the last couple of days. Let me have a look. What was her last? Let me go to it. She's got 691 subscribers. Her subscribers are going up. Wasn't it last week she had only 500 subscribers? I think so. So yeah, in the space of a week, her subscribers have just gone up and up and up and up. Honestly. Uh, yeah, she did one uh, yesterday or the day before, which says, what's on my M1 iPad Pro 2021? 
I might give that a watch. Not now, obviously, because I'm recording the podcast, but I'm going to give it a watch. You know what? It'd be very nice because I would love for her to come on the podcast. You know, I really would, I think. You know what? Should I send her an email and go, hi, uh, yeah, this is Steve. Uh, I've been recently watching your YouTube videos. Uh, I just want to let you know that I'm a podcaster and I would love to invite you onto the podcast. Um, and we can talk all things Apple, we could talk all things tech, and we could talk all things Elizabeth Olsen, Marvel, Taylor Swift, and anything else you'd like to add. Yeah, that'd be nice. So there we go. Let's have a guest appearance with Sophie. One week. I think you know what? I might arrange it. I might. I might. Okay. If it actually does happen, I think that podcast will definitely be worth listening into. I, well, I know. What? I think I'd enjoy making it. Not, not let alone listening to it. Yo, do I know something? I started. I don't know why, but I started listening to last week's podcast on Spotify earlier this week. Just literally. I listened to around about 10 minutes of it, and then I stopped. I just don't know why. I just thought, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a listen. You know, first time me listening to my own podcast. Um, there we go. There we go. I've now got hours and hours and hours of podcast content. Honestly, I really do. Um, but yeah, feel free to give her a subscribe on YouTube as well, okay? Sophie Doddsworth. Um, hopefully, she might have another video out on Sunday. Um, but yeah, I think when I get home later after seeing Kyra, I might give that video a watch. Um, I need to get back onto YouTube. I really do. So I've been doing my weekly vlog this week, but I've just not been filming any other video. Um, and I've got videos which I said I was going to upload last week or at the beginning of this week and they're still not uploaded because guess what guys, I haven't filmed them or edited them or uploaded them to YouTube. So there we go. I'm just, I'm being a, I'm just sucking at YouTube at the moment. I really am. Um, so I apologise that there's been a bit of a drought in content. Hopefully, this weekend, I will sit down, not have a podcast to record, and actually, for once, sit in front of a camera, speak to my camera for roughly around about 45 minutes to an hour, and edit videos. That's going to take me literally five minutes to do. Um, So, yeah, literally. Uh, So, there we go. Right, anyway, I have got one more thing to talk about in this week's podcast. And this is probably going to take up the rest of the podcast. I don't know how long I'm going to be talking about this for. It could be for the next hour. It could be for the next five hours. Or it could be for the next seven. How long should I make this podcast? I have no idea. I want to talk about the government. Okay, now I've made it, I've made it, well, I've made my feelings clear on YouTube, yeah, uh, YouTube, on Twitter yesterday. It's because I was just talking about YouTube, that's why. Um, I've made my feelings clear on Twitter yesterday. Um, 
So, yesterday, which was uh, Wednesday the 26th of May 2021, Dominic Cummings uh, sat down and what was originally meant to be only four hours long lasted seven hours, right? He sat down and he spoke to the committee about the government's handling, Number 10 Downing Street's uh, handling of the coronavirus pandemic. Now, all along, I've known that the choices that the government have made are wrong and that they have, they have lied to the public throughout this pandemic. You know, that's no secret whatsoever, you know. And all I needed was technically somebody on the inside of number 10 Downing Street to confirm those theories that they were lying to the public um, and you know what those theories for me yesterday were confirmed in the form of Dominic Cummings who is the former aide the former right hand man of our British Prime Minister Boris Johnson and I'm going to say this now. It is an absolute embarrassment right now. I feel that I genuinely do feel embarrassed to say that I live in the UK. You know, I don't think I, I, I really am feeling so ashamed and embarrassed to say that I live in the UK. You know, um, because it's just. It's disgusting the way the government have dealt with this pandemic, right? And you know what? I blasted the government on social media yesterday, right? Now, I don't know. People might think, people might see my tweets and go, Oh, Steve, you shouldn't have blasted the government on social media. No, 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 no. You shouldn't do that, no, because you'll get arrested or you'll get fined. You know, at the end of the day, this is my opinion on the government, okay? Like as if the government are going to be knocking on my door and saying to me, you're going to prison because you have technically called us incompetence. I'm not the only one in the world that's calling you incompetence. You know, you're literally... They, they are literally a circus act. They really are. If you want to watch a circus, anybody in the world... Just look at the UK. Literally, we are the circus tent. They are the clowns. You know? The government are the clowns. We're just the circus tent. You know? Um, so, it's been, it's been uh, said during this meeting yesterday that when the coronavirus first started... Obviously, it started off in Wuhan, in China. Boris was briefed at the start of January last year, in 2020, about the pandemic, about this virus, you know. Um, and at this point, it was getting quite bad in Wuhan, right? It was getting bad in Wuhan. I think the pan I think the 
virus started around about October, November 2019 over in Wuhan. And by January, it had got out of hand. And by January last year, actually, it started traveling to other countries. It weren't here in the UK in January, but it was starting to travel. Yeah. So Boris was briefed back in January last year about the about the virus. But you know what? Did he do anything? No. He didn't. He didn't do any research into it. He didn't he didn't come up with a pandemic plan uh in case the virus hit us here in the UK, which by the way would have been inevitable anyway because if you have got a virus that has come from one country and then is spreading into various other countries, it's only a matter of time before the virus then hits your own country. You know? So, because at the end of the day, you've got people that are flying in and out of your country and who are potentially carrying that disease with them. Uh, whether they know about it or they don't know about it. They are still carrying that disease with them. So, Boris did have... He had no plan as to what to do. And from my, my understanding from yesterday's committee hearing with Dominic Cummings, it also seems to be confirmed to me that in the first place, the government never wanted us to go into a lockdown, not just one lockdown or two lockdowns or three lock. They didn't want us to go into a lockdown at all. So what would have really happened if the if the UK had never gone into lockdown back in March last year, right, is had the government of just laughed this story off and we carried on with our normal lives with shaking hands with people hugging people not keeping our distance I think right now I would not be sitting here talking to a podcast right now as a matter of fact I don't think anyone would be walking in the UK right now I think the UK would be nothing but a morgue for people Um, because it is the incompetence of Boris and the selfishness of Boris that he didn't decide to put us into lockdown a lot sooner. You see, the thing is, is if I was briefed back in January last year that there's a new virus out there, it is travelling to other countries, it would have travelled to us inevitably anyway... You know what I would have personally done? Well, first of all, I would have shut the border to China and maybe to some other countries where this virus is hitting. Second of all, I would have come up with a lockdown plan back in January. Third of all, I would have placed us in lockdown if probably at the end of February rather than at the end of March when the first cases of the virus hit the UK, right? And second of all, we wouldn't have been in this mess by now anyway because, well, if, if we'd gone into lockdown by the end of February, you know, 
most likely the virus wouldn't have been hit we wouldn't have the virus wouldn't have hit us as bad as what it has hundreds of thousands of families have been affected by covid you know which is i'm going to pretty much say half of the uk population has been affected by covid you know um you know we've got people that have died and as they said yesterday people have died unnecessarily because of this virus yeah i just i really do think that the government are absolutely disgusting you know and the fact is it is an embarrassment to say that a i live in this country b right I'm also disgusted at the fact that I have to pay the government as well to run. I mean, admittedly, yes, they are. You know, I'm paying money to the government so that they can keep funding the NHS. But not only that, but in, in theory, they're also funding themselves as well to keep the government running. You know, it is an absolute embarrassment that I have to pay tax to that to that incompetent government, you know, so that they can keep the country running. You know, I, I really don't think... Uh, it's just absolutely disgusting. It really is. And from what I've heard yesterday, I really, really... I mean, I already lost trust in the government a long, long time ago, but this has just definitely made it far a lot worse, you know, in terms of me trusting the government. I don't think the government will ever get my... Uh, as long as Boris Johnson is serving as our Prime Minister and as long as we have some of his other crony friends in that government, I will not trust a single word any of them have to say. It doesn't matter what the subject is. It could be about Brexit. It could be about Covid. It could be about absolutely anything. I will not trust a single word that they ever have to say ever again because from what i heard yesterday it was disgusting and it was it was bad it really was bad and the thing is is it's not just boris johnson that's doing illegal stuff behind closed doors it's also his partner who's also doing illegal stuff behind closed doors as well in terms of trying to appoint her friends into the government and she is doing that according to Dominic Cummings in an illegal way so it's like okay so we are dealing our country is being run by two criminals actually no we'll make that three criminals because Matt Hancock is also a criminal because he has also being claimed by Dominic Cummings here and he has said he's got evidence to back him up on this so you know if he provides that evidence then it will confirm those claims but Matt Hancock has done 15 to 20 things which should have got him fired in the pandemic and one of those things that he has done is lie he has lied. He has tried to boost his testing numbers. So you may remember last year, um, I think this was during the first lockdown or just as we were coming out 
of the first lockdown. Matt Hancock had a testing number figure, to a, a, a target to reach, right, for the testing figures. By the end of a certain week, I think it might have actually been by the end of May last year or something like that, he wanted to hit 250,000 tests a day or a week or whatever it was. So that was his target that he wanted to reach. And obviously, coincidentally, I'm going to say, he reached that target. Coincidentally. Now, I don't believe for one minute he reached that target. You know, and I do think, you see, I do think to myself here... And I thought about this during the pandemic myself. The government are bo- are boosting their numbers. There is no way that people, I think it might have been, I don't know, what was it? There was a number, for example, I mean, it kind of puts into question the vaccine rollout, right? I'm actually questioning the vaccine rollout because if they, if the government have lied to us, well, no, well, yeah, to us, the members of the public, about testing numbers, are they now lying to us about the vaccine rollout? Is the vaccine rollout as successful as they are saying it is? Are people actually going out to get the vaccine? You know, I mean, obviously they, well, in my in my opinion, they are, because obviously there are people out there that are getting the jab. Yeah, I am seeing people on social media saying that they, they're getting the jab. You know, I know people who are also getting the jab or who have had the jab. I myself have had both vaccine doses. But, you know, they say that 50 million people in the UK have been vaccinated. Is that actually a true estimated figure? You know, or is Matt Hancock and his cronies lying to us again and that number is actually fake? You know, is it less than 50 million people that have been vaccinated in the UK? That's really what I want to know. Um, you know, because at the end of the day, if you're lying about the testing numbers and, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're behind the scenes boosting those testing numbers up, are you now lying about the vaccine rollouts? You know, I know that Boris is praising the vaccine rollout, going it's successful. I know that Matt Hancock is doing the same thing. But at the same time, you know, how how do we believe that there is that many people actually going out to get the vaccine? You know, and I do believe at the start of the vaccine rollout, I am pretty certain, I do remember saying that I think the government are boosting their numbers for the vaccine because they've got a target to hit and they want to reach that target by a certain date. Now, a couple of days before that certain date during the first phase of the vaccine rollout, they hit their target. Now, is that because there was that many people 
who went out and got the first dose of the vaccine or was it because they're the government and they thought you know what let's ramp that number up a little bit more you know that's really what i want to know um i really do want to know that so you know i yeah i do want to know that and uh it's it is annoying it is very, very annoying that the government have lied to us. In the, I mean, at the end of the day, I've known for a long, long time that the government have lied to us. They have made tons of mistakes. But you know what? I think these mistakes could have easily of not happened. You know, the thing is, this is what I don't get, right? So there's a few things that I found absolutely disgusting and disgraceful from yesterday's hearing. Uh, committee hearing so first of all Boris Johnson he, he clearly didn't care at the start of the pandemic to the point where you know at the start of this pandemic he was on holiday he wasn't here sorting out this mess he wasn't putting a plan in place for a pandemic for us in the UK no he was on holiday just like many other of his key workers in the government. They were all on holiday skiing. Okay? So, that's just how much that the government cares about the public. They were on holiday in the middle of the start of a pandemic. And they weren't too fussed about this pandemic. Right? Second of all, Co um, Boris Johnson said that COVID was just a scare story like the swine flu now obviously swine flu was it wasn't as big of a thing as covid of course no it was deadly admittedly people were dying from it of course you know people were getting ill from it but it wasn't as spreadable i would say as what covid is you know i don't think swine flu lasted as long as covid did you know or, or has done so far so you know obviously the swine flu you know it was deadly yes but yeah but but boris thought that this was just a case of the new swine flu you know so again that's awful in my opinion it really is and then after that he then called coronavirus Kung Flu, which in my eyes, I find that a bit racist, if I'm honest, you know, because this virus didn't start off in the UK, right? It started off in China, and I just feel as though him saying the words Kung Flu is, in my eyes, a bit racist, you know? It really is. So... There is that. And he also wanted the chief medical officer, Chris Whitty, to go live on TV with him and inject him with coronavirus so that he can prove a point to the British public that there is nothing to worry about. We shouldn't be scared. And yeah, this is just um, to prove the point that this is just a scare story. Well, 
The thing is, he didn't need a chief medical officer to inject him with coronavirus for us to be frightened. No, he went to a hospital before he became seriously ill last year with COVID and he shook hands with coronavirus patients. You know, and obviously from there, he then caught COVID. And after that, his health deteriorated. He was in hospital. He was on a ventilator. He was practically on the verge of being on his deathbed. You know, now if that's to say that COVID is a scare story, then, you know, you're, it's, it's completely wrong. It is completely wrong. You know, our own Prime Minister nearly died from COVID. Now, I'm going to be honest here, okay? Had he have not, not caught COVID, right, and instead decided to do as he claimed he was going to do, which is get Chris Whitty to inject him with with covid to prove the point that you know it is it's not as scary as what people are making out and stuff like that right now had he been injected with it and had he became seriously ill to the point that he died from it right i now i'm not saying this in a nasty way but i would have laughed I actually would have laughed at Boris's death because and I'll tell you why now, right? Because at the end of the day, he wanted to prove a point. You know. Well, he did prove a point. You know, that COVID will kill you. So, you know, so you can't just say, well, COVID's just a scare story. Well, no. Look at the people, look at the figures of people dying in our country or in other countries for that matter before you then start saying this is just a scare story you know um so there was that one there was also uh, the fact that on march 11th or march 12th last year dominic cummings told boris to place us in lockdown and obviously there was no lockdown plan so obviously the government weren't too fussed about us going into lockdown. I don't think, like I said earlier in the podcast, I don't think the government wanted us to go into a lockdown at all. Um, so yeah, there is that. Um, and then there's, um, and then there's obviously. So he was told on the twelfth of March to place us in lockdown it took him to the 23rd on the evening of 23rd of march 2020 which is roughly about a week maybe even two weeks at most for him then to announce to put we're going into lockdown right now in the space of those two weeks he probably had to come up with some ridiculous plan as to how do we deal with with covid you know i mean he attended no cobra meetings which are by the way emergency meetings uh apparently he attended no cobra meetings to talk about covid or the pandemic and its alarming rate 
how quick the virus at the time was spreading. You know, obviously people were still not social distancing. They were still shaking hands with each other. They were still hugging each other, you know, and stuff like that. Because, you know, before the pandemic, as a country, we are a touchy-feely country, you know. We like to embrace hugs. We like to hold hands or, or shake hands or whatever. You know, that's just things that we, as as British people, like to do. You know, coming out of COVID now, we're probably going to see things a lot more differently. You know, we're probably going to be less touchy-feely towards each other. And that's it. But, you know, in terms of this, though, I mean, this I mean, this is just ridiculous. It really is. Um, you know, I think had the government... This is the world that we'll be living in right now, right? Had nothing been done. Had the government have not told us to social distance or stop shaking hands or stop hugging or had the government have not placed us in lockdown... This is what would this is how the UK would look, right? Our government funded NHS would have collapsed. We would have no beds, we'd have no ventilators, we would have no, literally we would have nothing. We'd have no nurses, no doctors, we'd have no way of getting other because obviously there is it's not just covid that we would be dealing with. Um um we yeah, it's not just COVID that we would be dealing with. It would be, um, you know, there are other things. Um, there are other things as well. Like, obviously, if you was to break a bone in your body, you'd need A&E. Well, guess what? You won't be able to go to A&E because that would have been overran. You know, I mean, if you're suffering with cancer, you wouldn't have been able to get cancer treatment because obviously, well, COVID is running amok in our hospitals, you know, um, you know, you'd literally, you would not be able to do anything at right now, this is the, this is the kind of country that we would have been living in right now, had the government have not done anything, okay, had the government have not done anything, this is the kind of country we'd be living in, there'll be no such thing as the NHS, because they would have gone into collapse and they would have been overwhelmed and they wouldn't and it'd literally be the case of okay if you caught covid it's either the nurses and the doctors would have had to make the difficult decision as to who lives and who dies you know and that if i was a doctor i wouldn't want to be put into that position i would not want to have blood on my hands because of the government and the way that they had handled this pandemic. So I, I really wouldn't. I really, really wouldn't. So I do think it is absolutely disgusting the way that the government have dealt with this pandemic. We've had nothing but a lying health secretary who's supposed to be really good. is supposed to know what's going on with a, well, with a, a pandemic, but B, with the NHS, with care homes and stuff like that. You know, people were being sent back to care homes without being tested. So obviously the care homes were being taken over by COVID 
um, as well, even despite Matt Hancock saying to the British public that, that people were being tested before being discharged from hospital and going back into care homes, they were being tested. Well, that's not really true. No, they were leaving hospital and not being tested beforehand before going back to the care home. So there's even that chance that they were then spreading the virus onto other care home patients and care home staff. It's, it is absolutely disgusting. It really, really is absolutely disgusting. Um, I really don't like the way that the government have dealt with this pandemic. It's made me lose trust in the government um, whatsoever. You know, Dominic Cummings also said yesterday that he... Obviously, I think I may have mentioned this maybe a week or two ago in my podcast. But there's been sources... And I've actually believed the sources over the government... Right, because it's multiple sources that have said this. Um, but Boris Johnson said last autumn, before we went into a second lockdown um, on Halloween, he said that he would rather see bodies piled high than go into a second lockdown. Right now, he has since denied that that comment. Because of course he would, you know. But obviously I've chosen to believe the media over Boris. Because to me this sounds like something that Boris would say. Yesterday it was confirmed by the former right-hand man, former aide of Prime Minister Boris Johnson, Dominic Cummings, that he did indeed say that he would rather see bodies piled high than go into a second lockdown and that also as well covid was only killing off 80 year olds now that fact isn't true it wasn't just killing off 80 year olds it's killing off it's killing off people from all different ages it doesn't matter whether you're you're in your 20s 30s 40s 50s 60s 70s 80s 90s or whatever it doesn't matter how old you were covid was killing you off okay covid was killing you off if you were vulnerable if you had an underlying health condition heck even if you didn't have an underlying health condition there is still a chance you would die from covid but yet according to boris it was only killing off 80 year old people that comment is I mean, honestly, if I, I'm not even joking. If I was 80 years old right now and I heard Boris Johnson say that COVID is killing off my age group, I would feel absolutely offended about it because I'd be like, okay, well, you're basically saying that only 80 year olds should shield at home. Everyone else who is vulnerable to the virus, whether they've got underlying health conditions, they can continue with their normal life then, you know? because they don't need to shield because if they're vulnerable and they catch the virus they'll live through it but yeah if i'm 80 years old i won't live through it i'll die from it you know so it is absolutely disgusting that boris made them made those comments and i feel as though he should be done for saying it because that just goes to show how much care he has in the public It shows you how much, as long as he looks good in the media, he doesn't care. He doesn't care about us. He doesn't care about people dying from COVID. You know, 
I know that he said a couple of weeks ago that COVID is something we're all going to have to live with now. Admittedly, that is true. You know, we do need to get back to normal. Of course we do. The cases are going to rise. Unfortunately, you know, COVID is something. But the only thing that we can really do in order to protect ourselves and others around us is to get the vaccine. Because at the moment, the vaccine is proving that it's working. The figures have come down. You know, I mean, look at the start of the year in the UK. We were seeing roughly around about, you know, what was it? Around about 70, 80,000 cases around the UK a day. Now we're seeing roughly around about 2,000 to 2,500 cases a day. You know, somewhere between that between that mark. So, but, you know, so obviously, yes, COVID is something we're going to have to live with. There are going to sadly be more deaths. Of course there is. There are going to be more hospitalizations. You know, as long as the NHS can cope, they're not going to be overwhelmed. We're not going to see a collapse in the NHS. It's fine. But at the same time, it is something, you know, it is something we're going to have to live with. Obviously, you know, with with the flu, look at the flu, okay? The, The standard common flu, you know, you get a cold, you get a cough, you know, that's the flu. Some people might get it really badly to the point where, you know, maybe they can't, again, like COVID, they can't breathe. So they need a ventilator to help them get oxygen in their body. Okay, and obviously at that point they 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 do they they need to be hospitalised, you know. Uh, but obviously we don't want the UK to get to the point where there's a lot of hospitalisations. We've got no ventilators, and at the same time, you know, NHS has been overwhelmed with 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 patients with COVID. Because otherwise, what we're going to be seeing is because Boris is, um, Boris, it, you know, Boris is at the moment continuing with his roadmap out of lockdown here in the UK. You know, he's saying that he's doing, he's taking these steps out of lockdown cautiously, but irreversibly. The last thing now he wants to probably do is to reverse the irreversible which is absolutely impossible to do in the first place anyway you cannot when you say something along the lines of well I'm doing this irreversibly well you can't at that point then you can't reverse you know because you're making it a permanent thing you know Um, obviously a couple of weeks ago uh, now the pubs Bars, restaurants, cinemas, bowling alleys, museums, and and other um, indoor venues opened up. Um, you know, now I don't really know whether or not that has kind of had a bit of a significant change in the way that the cases are at the moment. I do still think that COVID is levelled off at the moment. Like I said a minute ago, we're seeing around about two thousand to two thousand five hundred cases here in the UK every day. You know, I mean, that was kind of the same as when, 
mixing outdoors was only permitted when you weren't allowed to mix indoors in a pub, bar, restaurant, cinema or, or something like that. So at the moment, I do think that, that, that COVID is levelled off at the moment. Obviously, we've got variants that are still going around the UK. The Indian variant is here in the UK now, uh, which really shouldn't be. The Indian variant shouldn't be here. No, it should be, you know, um, it should still be over in India, in my honest opinion. You know, we should have closed the borders from India a very, very long time ago before it even had the chance to come to the UK. We've even got a, a, a variant now, supposedly, up in Yorkshire. Uh, called the Yorkshire variant. So we're getting all these different variants now in the UK. Um, and it just seems like we're just being overran by variants. Um, you know, I think it is going to be the case that we are all going to end up having COVID. I think we will, you know. And at some point, we are all, we're just all going to have to live through COVID. Um, and, you know, obviously, if we've been vaccinated... And obviously the vaccine works against these variants and stuff, which so far they are proving that they are, um, you know, that there's nothing that's triggering it to make it worse. Um, then, you know, then that's a good thing. Obviously, it does mean that, yeah, we're going to catch COVID, but you're not going to die from it. Potentially, you could be hospitalized, but you've got the antibodies in you to fight off the infection. Um, so that's just my honest opinion. But, you know, I do think that, you know, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. Um, so, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. So um, I've just had a message, by the way, from uh, Kyra uh, saying that she's going to be meeting me now at half past 11 because she's running a bit late. So... Which ain't a bad thing, actually, because then I can kind of extend my podcast a little bit longer. But there we go. Um, but, yeah, so I I do wonder. To my, I, it, I was about to say, actually, it doesn't it's not going to surprise me if we get to the next couple of weeks. OK, either next week. I, it, it's not going to surprise me if I come on to this podcast next week or the week after and I reveal to you guys that June 21st, a.k.a. Freedom Day, is still going to go ahead. You know, that social distancing is going to come to an end. Face coverings is going to come to an end in some ways. Obviously, some people are still going to want to wear face masks and stuff and that's going to be an optional thing and that's obviously yeah that's going to be absolutely fine you know they're not going to like go oh no you can't wear face coverings if you feel if it makes you feel safer you know and if it helps you with your anxiety on going out into different places then continue wearing a face covering but you know i have a feeling that on june 21st social distancing and the wearing of face masks in some, um, in you know, some environments is going to come to an end, um, and then obviously then we're going to be seeing the return of you know um, of, of mass gatherings, large gatherings, you know, at places like funerals and weddings, and obviously in nightclubs and 
well, yeah, nightclubs are going to be reopening as well as uh, casinos and all the other nighttime leisure that you get. Um, and then obviously there's going to be the case of, you know, that there's going to be raves going on. There's going to be um, gigs and concerts going on. And, you know, obviously football matches will be able to go ahead and, and stuff like that, as obviously as part of the mass or, or large gatherings. So... You know, it's yeah. I I have a feeling that June twenty first is still going to go ahead. You know, Boris isn't going to delay it. I don't think personally he will delay it because just to make him look good in the media and to go, I've achieved the roadmap out of lockdown. He's just going to go ahead and do the final stage of lockdown easing anyway. Um you know, without without there being a worry. Um, despite the fact that this Indian variant is still going around and it is going to, you know, it could potentially get a lot worse. So what happens is by the time we get to July or August and the Indian variant has become increasingly, increasingly out of control, what's going to happen then? Because you've told us that, you know, we're coming out of lockdown. These steps are going to be cautious but irreversible. So that means that we can't go back into a lockdown because you've said that this lockdown easing is irreversible. So you're not going to be reversing the irreversible. So what's the next steps? What will you do if, you know, if this Indian variant or if any other variant that we've got in the country right now becomes increasingly out of control the other thing is and this is where the government have messed up badly last week they didn't play they they haven't placed these areas actually what were they i'll, I'll give you the full news story actually uh, rather than talk about it. because i saw it the other day on an instagram post via uh, simple politics um let me just bring it up for you uh, simple politics um, where was it? Oh, is this it? Yeah, yeah, this is it. So, Simple Politics did a, a post on Instagram a couple of days ago, and it said about tears in England. So it says here, for the first time since early January, there is now different guidance for different parts of England. Gov.uk, which is our government UK website, has been updated with new guidance for areas where the variant first identified in India is spreading fastest. Eight areas, so these are the eight areas in the UK which have been affected. So the eight areas in the UK are Bedford, Blackburn with Darwin, Bolton, Burnley, Kirklees Council, Leicester, Honslow and North Tyneside, yeah, Tyneside are advised to meet outside rather than inside keep two meters apart from people you don't live with avoid all but essential travel in and out the advice was updated on friday last week without an official announcement so basically what that means is we the british public have to check the government UK website every single day of our lives 
to check to see if there's any updates on what's going on with our with our restrictions basically because they made no official announcement on friday last week when they put those restrictions in place well actually you can't even call them restrictions because they're not restrictions they are advice they're not league they're not put in law you know so if you live in bolton in the uk right now right and you choose to meet up with a friend in in their house or in a pub or something like that it's not illegal you know that is not illegal to do so you can still do that but you're doing that at your own risk right and you know so obviously i don't understand if that was put in place on friday last week why is it that the government didn't make an official announcement to tell people who are living in bolton and other areas that i've just listed off there that those are the advice that you need to that you must follow you know and it's yeah but it's not being put in by law so you know the government really really have messed up during this pandemic you know and they can't turn around and say well this is just another mistake that we made it's not a mistake no what you needed to do was you needed to get your asses up onto a podium on Friday last week and tell the British public that if you live in those eight areas, this is what you now must do, you know? But I guess, in a, I, I, understandably, I guess in a way, they didn't want to make that official announcement because obviously that's then saying, okay, well, if you live in somewhere that's i don't know newcastle for example you don't have to do that or if you live in manchester you don't have to do that or if you live in liverpool you don't have to do that so okay why don't i go and see a friend that lives in liverpool or in manchester or in or in newcastle or wherever like that and let me go and see my friend and, mi- and i'll be able to mix indoors with them i'll be able to go to the pub with them you know so it really is confusing it really really is confusing you know and you know i know that this is advice this isn't guidance this isn't law you know it is just advice and people must take that advice on board yes people should meet outside rather than indoors if you live in those eight areas that i have listed off and people should keep two meters apart if you don't live with with other people you know Obviously, but if you are elsewhere in the UK, I guess, in a way, you do have that luxury of, okay, well, if you want to meet indoors, you can meet indoors, you know, you are allowed to do that, you know, if you don't want to keep your distance from that person, that's absolutely fine, you don't have to keep your distance from that person, you know, if they're, as long as they're a close friend or a family member, which, you know, obviously, you are now allowed to do that, Um, but, yeah, it's just absolutely ridiculous. Um, I literally could go on and on and on and on and on and on and on about the government. Um, But it is absolutely tiring for me to sit here and really talk about the government so much. I mean, I've spoken for for probably a good 45 minutes about the government's handling of the coronavirus pandemic. You know, um, I mean, there are other things as well. I mean, you know, obviously there is... um, there is also the fact that at the start of the pandemic boris was being distracted with financial issues he wanted to obviously announce his uh, engagement to his fiance carrie simons 
um, and obviously their baby as well. He wanted to announce that. Um, he also was finalising a divorce as well at the start of the pandemic, uh, which is why he was also distracted um, from dealing with COVID. Um, you know, apparently there was one half of number 10 Downing Street that were asking the question, should we bomb Iraq? Um, obviously, I think this was at the same time when Donald Trump uh, was talking about bombing Iraq. Um, and then there was the other half of the of the of number 10 Downing Street that were doing the argument of should we put the lock, uh, put the UK into a into a lockdown. Um, meanwhile, on the other hand, while people were, you know, in the early days of COVID dying from COVID, there was the prime minister's fiance laughing over a story about their dog, Dylan. Um, that made it into the newspapers. So she found it absolutely crackers, uh, as Dominic Cummings put it yesterday in the committee hearing, uh, that, you know, that there was a news story in um, in the Times newspaper uh, about their dog, Dylan. So, um, you know, so there we go. So obviously, Matt Hancock is going to be speaking um, because obviously, the, you know, the claims about him lying is a very serious charge and a very serious accusation to make and obviously Dominic Cummings has said that you know he has got the evidence to back him up and he will provide that evidence um to the committee um for their um handling of the pandemic um but but also as well in a couple of weeks time Matt Hancock is set to uh do exactly what Dominic Cummings did yesterday which is sit in a chair and speak to the committee and give his version of events of how he and his team uh, dealt with the pandemic. That is going to be a very interesting watch. Um, and I am definitely going to be recording a podcast probably after those events have happened um, because I definitely do want to talk about that, I think, in a couple of weeks' time uh, on the podcast. Um, so I will definitely talk about that uh, for sure. Um but it's just going to be very interesting to see. The thing is, is the Prime Minister Boris Johnson has said that a public inquiry into the government's handling of the pandemic is set to go ahead next year in the spring. Personally, I think that's a bit of a wait. I don't think that's probably the right thing to do. If a public inquiry, now that COVID is starting, you know, I'm saying this with bated breath here, is starting to level off a little bit why is it that the government are not doing the public inquiry now why are we waiting another year so that important documents can go astray you know can go missing and i say that with air quotations that that will go missing um you know in number 10 Downing Street and never be found again. You know, um, there is a lot of things. There is a lot of things, a lot of questions. And I do think that, you know, Boris just needs to put his hands up along with all of his other um, cabinet ministers. And they just need to say, we got it wrong. We apologise. We are sorry for the way that everything was dealt in the pandemic. This is how it's looking back. This is how it should have been done. You know, um, I mean, that would have been a start for the, the, the UK to start trusting the government a little bit more. I don't think it'll get that will give the public their full trust again. I don't think so. You know, um, 
And, you know, obviously Dominic Cummings did say yesterday that the Prime Minister Boris Johnson is unfit for the job. I totally agree. I think Boris is unfit for the job. He should not be Prime Minister. He should never have been Prime Minister. Um, you know, it should have been given... Um, I can't remember now who the opponent during that um, transition, the Prime Ministerial transition... In, con in the Conservative Party was um, I re you know what it's going to bug me now because who was it I really can't remember um, Boris I don't know is this going to come up with a news story about it um, no that's not it Where, where was it? Um, oh, God. I'm trying to think. There was somebody that went up against um, Boris before he, took over, before he took over Theresa May as Prime Minister. When she stepped down as Prime Minister, and obviously he took up the seat, didn't he, of being Prime Minister. There was someone else. But whoever he was, I'm going to try and find his name um, just before I wrap up this podcast. Um, but whoever his name was, honestly, he he should have been prime. He probably would have done a lot better job. Um, Bor I'm just going to put Boris takes over Theresa May and see what comes up there. Uh, I don't know if anything will come up. Um, hold on. Um... I mean, this was back in 2019. Here, uh, okay. Um, where was it? Come on, surely. Surely, surely, surely. Um, um, here's the, okay. Um, I'm trying to... Okay, I'm trying to find because surely oh, I mean this is in pictures admittedly um, okay let me no that's not it that's not it I'm just I'm just trying to find where it was um, Boris Johnson oh Jeremy Hunt that's the one Jeremy Hunt I reckon Jeremy Hunt would have I don't know I don't really know would he have done a better job at handling the pandemic most likely, you know, had he been our Prime Minister instead of Boris, you know, I mean, obviously, this happened around about six months before this, before COVID was even a thing, um, but I do think, personally, that maybe Jeremy Hunt would, would have probably have dealt with the uh, pandemic a lot better under a Conservative Party, um, yeah, better than what Boris did, I think Boris just left it too long, I really do think so, uh, You know, I do think that whoever would... I mean, if even if Dominic Cummings wasn't Jeremy Hunt's right-hand man or, or, or uh, aide, um, then whoever w would have been uh, Jeremy Hunt's um, aide, I think he would have warned, warned him that, oh, we're, we're coming up to a pandemic. Okay, let's sit down. Let's do a plan. 
this is what we're going to do. By the way, if we ever have a solar flare-up, just putting it out there, here in the UK, we are... What's the, what's the polite word of saying it? Stuffed. Okay? We are absolutely stuffed if we uh, end up getting uh, a solar flare. Because there's no plan. The government have no plan. If a solar flare-up was to happen in the UK, we would have no plan. You know, I, I really am fearing for the UK's future. I really am. Um, and, you know, I really don't want Boris in power anymore. I don't know how many other people d do want him in power. You know, um, you know, I just think that at this point, Boris and the rest of his cabinet should resign or they should call out a general election. And you know what? I just think it is time that the Conservative Party left number 10 Downing Street and I think it's time for a new party to get in and hopefully they will deal with the government's chaotic playground behaviour um, in a much more sensible way you know I think Keir, uh, for example Keir Starmer I think had he have been Prime Minister during this pandemic I think he would have dealt with this in a lot more of a sensible way than what Boris Johnson did. You know, I, I think any Prime Minister, whoever it would have been, it doesn't matter who it was, you know, I think any of them would have dealt with this pandemic in a lot more of a better way than Boris Johnson, you know. Um, so, I mean, at the end of the day, I think our ne next general election is in 2024, um, which is around about it's, it's three years away um, it is three years away and I don't think for one minute that I can live the next three years of my life with an incompetent government running our UK um, you know because I do think to myself what else have they got planned up their sleeves you know which is going to cause the UK even more damage than good, you know. Um, but there we go. So obviously, very interesting times. There is so much more to come out of this, um, you know. And obviously, I think this is just, in my opinion, this is just the beginning of the end for Matt Hancock and probably even for Boris Johnson. I do think so. Um, you know, I don't think it'll be long before Matt Hancock gives his resignation in. And I don't think it'll be long before Boris Johnson either follows or calls out a general election. Um, so, yeah. Uh, anyway, I think that is pretty much it for this week's podcast. By the way, this week, I well, yesterday actually, I celebrated four years at work. Four years working for Tesco. Um, honestly, these last four years have been absolutely fantastic. Um, they really have been, and... It's a joy walking in to my work every single day, knowing that I'm putting food on the table for for many many families uh, that do shop um, in my supermarket, um, and you know it is an absolute pleasure to work there. The, the staff there are absolutely friendly. 
they're very helpful they're very uh, caring and they do look out for you as well so you know it has been an absolute pleasure and i really cannot wait uh, to see what the next 365 days of my work year has in store uh, for me um no, honestly i really cannot believe it's been four years uh, since i was, honestly the time has flown by and in those four years i've worked in two different stores um obviously the store that i'm currently working at i don't see changing um you know because it is such a lovely store to work at it really is the customers are really really friendly um you know and uh, they do approach me in a really really nice way as well which is uh nice and obviously the staff again very approachable staff members that work there um and yeah honestly i i really really do love working there so uh yeah i i really can't wait for the next year really can't uh, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna head off. I'm gonna finish this put of the podcast here. I've got roughly around about half an hour uh, now. At the time of recording this podcast, I've got half an hour left until I go and see my best friend. So I need to get my shoes on. I might not wear a jacket. I don't know. I mean, the weather out outside is really nice. What's the temperature? What's the temperature outside? Um, I'll just go on to BBC Weather. Other weather services are available, by the way. Uh, Let's have a look. BBC Weather. What is it at the moment? It is 15 degrees. It's going to be a high of 17 degrees today. Nice, warm weather. Um, I might wear a jacket. Well, I've got that thin blue jacket, so I might wear that. Because other, otherwise, I've got no... Because obviously, I've got in my pockets... I'm going to have my face masks. Because we're going into a shop. My keys. My phone. And my wallet. And also my vlogging camera as well. And I won't be able to stick it all in like two pockets. So, I might just, I might just take my jacket. Just so that I've got some extra pockets. Right, anyway, I'm going to go next week's podcast. I'm going to be discussing Cruella... Uh, the Conjuring. Um, I may, may have a movie review for A Quiet Place Part 2, uh, which is coming out in cinemas uh, on Monday, I believe, Monday the 31st of May. Um, so I'll talk about that. And I'll also have a movie review for Thunder Force as well, which is a Netflix original movie. Um, also, as well, I am going to talk a little bit about uh, the t- uh, series Solar Opposites as well, because uh, this week's po- uh, this week actually on Disney Plus, it is the final episode in series two of Solar Opposites uh, streaming on Disney Plus. Um, it's quite sad actually; it's the last episode, but you know what? I've really enjoyed it. I'll give you a, a full review on that next week. I'll also be discussing my meetup with Kyra from uh, today. Uh, Thursday the 27th of May 2021 and obviously if I do meet up with her again before I record my next podcast uh, I'll be discussing that as well and you know what I'm going to talk to you remember the guy I spoke to you about a few weeks ago on the podcast the one that does like those DJ sessions in the woods I'm going to talk a bit about him as well because I've got some funny stories uh, to tell you about uh, him and his uh, Facebook lives um so i'll talk about that in next week's podcast but anyway thank you for listening hope you enjoyed this week's podcast don't forget to give me a follow on social media instagram is steve 
Uh, Steve Graham official, uh, Funko Steve, Hungry Steve, and also the Geeky Stevie as well. Uh, don't forget to give me a follow on Twitter at my name is Steve over the O B and a zero, and obviously uh, the Geeky Stevie on uh, Twitter. Uh, follow me on Twitch at Steve Crosby official. Please feel free to give me a follow and feel free to subscribe as well. I am a Twitch affiliate on Twitch, so feel free to give me a follow on there. Uh, give me a subscribe on YouTube. Uh, Steve Cros- uh, Steve Official. I nearly said Steve Crosby Official then. That's my old, old, old YouTube channel from like 2016. So that channel is still active on there. It's still uh, There's still videos on, on that channel from 2016 on YouTube. So, but there we go. Um, and that's pretty much it, weren't it? Yeah, that's all my social media stuff that I wanted to uh, give to you for you guys to follow. Uh, So yes, uh, feel free to give me a listen next week on uh, Spotify Music and Google Podcasts, maybe even Apple Podcasts if um, I'm back on there or not. I have no idea. Uh, Thank you for listening and yeah, I will see you guys next week. See you then.